everyone, and welcome to episode 453 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Seth Red Olive, and we have the full crew here this week, kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How you doing this fine Monday, Richard? I know you got a little uh, of the con crud or whatever. Are you feeling better after our Vegas trip? Yeah, I don't know if it's the con crud or just my son's daycare crud, <laughs> uh, but I was a little under the weather this week. Uh, I'm recovered. Uh, good to be podcasting back in the comfort of our of our office <laughs> instead of in, yeah. a, in a dingy hotel room. Uh, but that was fun. That was fun. It was. And, uh, we're it was back a, at the grind. It was a fun week, and we're back to normal now, including Krim. How's it going today, Krim? Welcome uh, back home. Hopefully everything is going well. Uh, yeah, it's going extremely well. Uh, and I had, had a fun weekend, but uh, dodged the con crud, luckily. Dodge COVID and all of that as well. So, uh, yeah, had a really fun weekend as, as on top of that. Oh, good. Well, anyway, as far as magic today, we got a couple of different topics to talk about. So this weekend is Arena Championship Four, and it's going to be historic. So I want to talk a little bit about where historic's at, what we should be expecting at the Arena Championship, and then we have a ton of spoilers. We got a bunch of Ixalan stuff that we didn't get to last week because we were in Vegas. We just got a bunch more Doctor Who spoilers today, and then answering some fish mail. So that's the overview for today. Before we jump into it, though, a reminder that today's show's been brought to you by Card Conduit, and Card Conduit's the easiest way to sell your magic cards. And if you ever get tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards card conduit lets you skip them you don't have to spend all the time and do the typing and the work you can use their curated service to send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a five percent fee and if you want to do a bit of work you can use the sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a two percent fee either way you're going to get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once the order is processed and you can even get another 10 percent off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtg goldfish card conduit they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards so thanks so much to card conduit for supporting the show and let's talk some magic and let's start with arena championship number four and then we will jump into all the spoiler stuff so this weekend arena championship it's going to be wilds of eldraine draft mixed with historic constructed it's actually a pretty big tournament this is like the arena pro tour essentially two hundred thousand dollars in the prize pool so it's actually like a pretty big tournament as far as arena goes my question though is what are we expecting in historic crim? Like historic, it's it's in such an interesting spot. We just got Wilds of Eldraine, but there's still Bowmasters and Shieldreds and One Rings and all the Lord of the Rings stuff, which are in historic. What should we be expecting at this event, historic wise? What's what's good in the format at the moment? Probably anything that counter. Like I, I'm expecting a lot of damage prevention. Uh, just because, or I mean, uh, sorry, not damage prevention, prevention of damage prevention. So questing beast, uh, oh, I uh, see. stomp, I see. yeah, so one ring counters. Fog meta, bad fog meta, don't play fogs, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really worry about fogs, that's totally it. No, no, I mean, we're, we're, we're gonna probably see a lot of people pack stomps and things like that. I think, um, on, like, on top of that, I think, like, cards, like, or decks like Bard class that got popular, right, in, in Pioneer. And because of how, like, strong Bard class has also been in Historic, because I recently did a video for the, the website, and uh, the the deck pops off. It got a bunch of new legendaries. I think that could be pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, just things that don't get pinged by Bowmaster. 
Oh, speaking of things that don't get pinged by Bowmaster, what do you think about Mono Green? I feel like Mono Green is a deck that, like, Mono Green Devotion, like, it was really good in Historic, but then Bowmasters right. came around and all the mana dorks started dying and it got much less popular. But then they released Enchanted Tales and along with it was Utopia Sprawl. So now you can play Mono Green and still essentially have your mana dorks, but have them not die to Bowmaster. So I've been seeing a lot more Mono Green on the ladder recently. I think the decks really had a resurgence. Should we be expecting that to be, like, one of the big decks? Or is that more of a ladder deck than a, like, people take it to an arena championship style deck? Uh, I think it's more of a, like, especially, I actually think it's really good um, on the ladder. Just because there's, it's just nice, uh, big events to have decks that get free wins. And, uh, like, again, you know, it's it, that, that deck is face roll and it works, <laughs> right? Like, it, it, it's long tournaments, long days. You want decks that just give you free Ws. And and I think that deck just has those absurd starts. Oh, yeah. You can get off to ridiculous, ridiculous starts with Utopia's Brawl and Cure and Nykthos, and you're just, like, casting Storm the Festival on turn three or whatever. Like, that deck can go off really, really hard. What about Rakdos? So Rakdos was the monster of the format. But then they rebalanced Crucius, and I will give Wizards credit. We memed a little bit on, like, the rebalance just being dropping its toughness from 3 to 1. But it actually has, like, really helped. I still see Rakdos, but I also see a more of a diversity of black decks now. You see Mono Black, you see Golgari, you see all these different flavors, because it's no longer, like, Crucius is so strong, you have to be in red to have Crucius in your deck. Uh, what do you think about Rakdos, and what do you think about Black decks? Like, Black is still very good, obviously, with Shieldred and Bowmasters. It fits the One Ring really well. Should we be expecting a lot of uh, Black decks? And which color combination would you play if you're going to go Black mid-range? <laughs> I mean, obviously you play Grixis, right? <laughs> no, okay, okay. But you, Ebolus is legal. Did you know that? Do people it know is. that? Why, it is. why don't more people play that card? I'm so curious. Uh... Uh, so, but, but yeah, probably if you're, if you're going to be sweaty, shave the blue and just go Rakdos though. I, I, I do think Rakdos is solid. It's just got everything you want and it's got all the good threats. You know, Rakdos is just, it, it was all we saw in standard for a while and pioneer and, and like, it feels like in 60 card formats, red and black have just gotten the best cards over the last, what, five, what? Four years, five years. I don't know. It feels like it's been like fifty. Uh, but like the, those, those are just the best colors. So you play it, it if you're going mid range. You want the good stuff. It's got everything. And you know what? It's got the mana colors to support the one ring. Every deck does. What do you think, Richard? Any any thoughts on historic or the arena championship in general? Is this event people should be hyped for? Like OP is like so split up now that I always it's hard to know what tournaments really matter. It's like card styles. How do you know which one's like the good card style? Because there's so many of them. I feel like tournaments are like a little like that. But what do you think about all this? So I was listening to you guys talk about this, and I didn't know if you guys were talking about standard or modern, or you know, you're talking about like. Bowmasters, One Ring, like OP Rakdos. I'm like, what are we talking about? I'm like, oh, literally every format, like Crim yeah. said, since uh, all those cards kind of go through the whole chain, right? From Shouldred, uh, even the the direct to modern cards are like on are on Arena. So that's interesting. Uh, do people care? I don't know. We're gonna find out what the numbers like. For me personally, 
the 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 big A, the alchemy cards, uh, put a damper on this. If it, if there were not alchemy cards here, I'm I, I would be curious as to like you know what does this card pool do? But because we have random alchemy cards and rebalances, I know they will dominate you know the format in one way or the other. And I just don't know what the cards do because I don't follow them. Uh, I I do remember like memeing on Crucius. And Crucius got knocked into Bowmaster's range, right? I think Crucius yep. was a three-three. It became a three-one. Like that—that—that's that, that, Bowmaster's range, right? So I can see how that's a balanced card now. But uh, do well. I want to see Bowmasters <laughs> in one rings? And the, the problem with Crucius is if you don't deal with it, you die, right? And that's yeah. that's snowbally nature. I really hate as well. But the answer is to just pack Bowmasters and your own one ring and go to town, right? So I don't know, this doesn't sound exceptionally exciting. If you're telling me the hero we all need is Mono Green, which was the boogeyman, and then you're like, oh, wait, that's like Tron. We got to bring Tron back to police the format. Uh, I don't don't know, this doesn't sound especially exciting to me, but maybe, maybe it is. (laughs) Do you know that there is literally Tron on Arena? It does involve some alchemying, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Richard mentioned alchemy and troning, and let me tell you something: on the ladder of historic, it dumpsters the mid range decks. <laughs> oh well, Wait. it should be. Oh, go ahead. Is actual tron? Tron? Yeah, tron? no the 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 actual yeah. tron. Nobody nobody knows this, but the actual uh, do you, do, tron lands. Do, do you need some there. alchemy mechanics yeah. to you do. assemble you this do. tron? Yeah, and, and, there's like and an it, alchemy it, card that what shuffles into your deck or something. Tron pieces when it ETBs and attacks, something like that. So, so like literally what, what, Tron pieces, yeah, or like yeah, literally literal, Tron pieces, yeah. And the best, they, it's, it's a card called Urza's Construction Zone, uh, Drone. And when it enters the battlefield, you conjure up the three Tron lands, <laughs> and then whenever, and then you shuffle it, and whenever you attack or or when it dies, seek a Tron land. Yeah. Not even joking. Not, no. and, That's not even that bad, but I don't know, man. This, this sounds like I'm watching the Infinity Pro Tour or something, right? <laughs> like, I, like, I don't know. We're like playing a serious hey. game of Bowmasters and One Rings, and then Urza's Construction Drone hits the battlefield. And you're like, wait, what? Yo, I, I, being completely <laughs> honest here, like I, I, I despise the format of Alchemy. Right, like it did not, it did not do what I wanted to do. But I do think some of the cards are actually cool. I mean, like, like, the problem is we got to catch up on all the cards. <laughs> like, like I, I don't need to know anything about Historic, but, like, I know what Bowmasters, the One Ring, I know what Devotion and Nykthos do, and I can, like, piece together in my head what's going to happen. But then you throw in these, like, Alchemy Wild cards. I'm like, wait, what is Seek again? Okay, hold yeah. on. <laughs> there then, aren't like, any okay, Wild wait, cards. wait, what is the spell book? You know, <laughs> what is this, like, choose a background thing into, like, 800 cards? Like, what is this? And I'm, like, confused, right? So that's kind of the I, problem. I can't picture what's going to happen. I will say, though, like, I don't think you'll see that many alchemy cards this weekend. Yeah. Like, maybe really? maybe there yeah. will be, like... Crucius. Maybe, you, you'll see, like, Crucius if Racto shows up. Uh, Grizzled Huntmaster, the green three drop is like occasionally like shows up in some of the green devotion decks, but really the format is like surprisingly alchemy light as far as competitive stuff. If you go on the ladder, there's all kinds of people doing weird stuff with alchemy cards, but most of them are not actually like super competitive, right? As far as like showing up at a huge pro tour level event, like it's a pretty small number of alchemy cards that actually are that good at this point. Yeah, it it really is just Crucius, and maybe you might need to know a few rebalances. Like for, 
I guess it's like not all alchemy cards, right? Like in, in that uh, new alchemy cards, there are just some rebalances that had happened. Like sometimes I forget it slips my mind that Meatball Massacre does not do what Meatball Massacre does. Yeah, you right? see what, what the Raveler 2 is rebalanced and shows up in some decks now. Like that's the other big one. Um, like yeah, I think I think Meat Hook. Wait, in reality, it is just Meat Hook, right? Like that's the big rebalance. Four fairy, right? Or three what? fairy, oh, which is now three. four fairy. Yeah, yeah, four fairy. It's kind of but fringe, but it it shows it shows up a little bit. Four fairy is a pet card. All right, you're more likely to like. Let's be honest here. That's definitely more. Of, oh, you'll see a no, but nothing. You'll see the gates. You'll see the gates from Alchemy. Uh, oh. where, cause, cause, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maze's End. You'll, you'll, if, if you see Maze's End, you're gonna see the fancy gates from Baldur's Gate, but alchemyified. Maze's End could be legit. I like Maze's End. That's yeah. actually like a pretty real deck at this point, thanks to Primeval Titan. It's, I, I enjoy the format. I think it'll be entertaining to watch, uh, just, just because it's, it is different than any other competitive format. So I'm actually like kind of looking forward to like watching some of it. What about Limited, Richard? Yeah. Does, have you ever, have you done any Wilds of Eldraine? I know you mentioned like wanting to, but then we had Vegas and you got sick. You yeah. haven't done any drafting yet. No, but then I also know that limited never does well. Like we we've had like some of the best best draft formats like in existence, and like no one watches them. And yeah, it requires too much context. Like you kind of need to know the whole format to understand like the crazy decks people are building or what they're actually building towards and why their deck is so brilliant for whatever reason. Like you need to know every card and like every deck and every archetype and everything like that. So it's just too hard for the average person to understand. Uh, so I don't know, like, don't you all skip limited too? Like I know the, the pro I, tour meme is we skip, we skip the first four hours of the pro tour, get some sleep in and, and then start our day. Right. Like I, no, no I offense. wake up, I, watch the draft and then go back to sleep while they play the limited game. Wh- so why would you much. watch the draft and not watch the games after? Yeah. That makes even less inter- sense. Drafting is interesting. I just like seeing what picks people make and like what people open, but the actual gameplay of limited is so not interesting to me at all. But you don't I, know what happens. <laughs> what if their brilliant draft was actually terrible in that practice? Because I can look up the I can yeah. look up the record later, see how they did. <laughs> I I uh, I don't think I've ever watched a limited portion. <laughs> I'm gonna be really honest with you. Like even when I played. <laughs> like at the pro tour, I feel like I wasn't even paying attention to the draft. Also explains why. <laughs> that explains a lot. Never makes that explains. He just scrubs unlimited every pro tour. I'm not joking. Oh, I think that's why I do so bad because <laughs> I just like I'm like drafting and I don't. I literally zone out. <laughs> the draft was actually the least interesting part for me. The the gameplay really is actually more. I, I I would watch pros play like pre decks. Right, where all the pieces Ooh. are known, because then you you get to really see like the ins and out of like what they're doing and how they use their resources. That's like super sweaty magic, right? But like blocking, you remember when we blocked? You know, remember when combat matters? Like that's limited. And watching that, I think, is extremely um, interesting, and like how they they actually sequence their cards and, and do that stuff. So as opposed to nowadays where you just ignore blockers go face remove you know remove remove attack snowball out of control uh but yeah 
Well, anyway, Arena Championship 4 this weekend is on Twitch. Check it out if you're interested in some Wilds of Eldraine Limited in, uh, in also historic action. But we have about a million spoilers to talk about. So many spoiler cards. We missed some last week and then we got a bunch more today. So Richard, I'm gonna jump it over to you. Let's start with Ixalan and go through those and then we'll we'll spend the rest of the cast talking about Doctor Who stuff. All right, uh, so you can check out all the previews at mtgpreviews.com. Uh, if you don't know, there's a button on top that says change set. So because we have so many sets being released simultaneously, uh, when you're listening to this, you should be seeing Doctor Who, but you can switch it to Lost, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, uh, which we're going to talk about real quick, and then we're going to jump over to Doctor Who. So, uh, big, splashy card from Lost Caverns, Galta, Stampede Tyrant, 5 green, 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 8 mana, 12, 12, legendary creature, elder dinosaur, trample. When Galta enters the battlefield, put any number of creatures from your hand onto the battlefield. What a uh, flashy ability. Is this card yeah. good, though? Like, that's a, like, is this, like, just the most win more card ever? Like, I love the idea of this card, but you, like, ramp up to 8 mana, put this into play, dump more things into play. You already got a 12-12. Like, do you do you need, like, the to dump your entire hand into play? I'm really curious. I haven't made up my mind if this is, like, busted, because you can, like, reanimate it on turn 2 and just dump your hand of Atraxas and Italies, or if it's just kind of like, oh, why wouldn't I, like, just play the Itali instead of getting this 12-12 out of it? I'm, I'm curious. Do you Is this a competitive card, or is this just, like, the Timmy commander card of the set. I I think it has legs to be competitive in that it, it it'll be as good as the reanimator deck it like normally is, right? It'll allow it I don't know, this this card seems so inconsistent, which is my only concern. Like there'll be the games where you reanimate this, you dump your titans and you could oh, load yeah. your deck up with a bunch of clunky things. And then uh, there's the games where you'll have a bunch of clunky things and no Galta. <laughs> so I I can't get a read on it either, but I, I I think if there is a home for it, at least standard, uh speaking standard, I am thinking it's going to be in a reanimator deck. Um and and yeah, like that feels where it's at its best. I think it's probably broken in some way, right? I think it, it's pretty decent in the stompy stompy way. Like you just like okay, let's not let's be real here. Twelve twelve tramples a lot. Okay, like you need to remove it. You're not blocking your way through. So if you just reanimate Galta or cast Galta, eight is not unreasonable. Uh, and bring one buddy, it's fine. If you feel your opponent is not interacting with you, you can just dump your whole hand. Like if you're not <laughs> afraid of a wrath. But you can also dump a combo into the battlefield, right? Like, if you're playing Modern or Pioneer or something, you could dump, like, a two- or three-card creature combo onto the battlefield with this. So you can reanimate an entire combo with, you know, one reanimation spell. Uh, what are the odds of that? I don't know, right? Because you need, like, two- or three-card combo plus Galta plus reanimation and whatever, right? But I feel there's a lot of play to this because you don't have to, like, dump your whole hand. You can just put one creature... You can do some combo. Like, what if you just Disciple of Bolus and Galta or something, right? Just draw 12. Yeah. Like, I don't know, right? Like, I'm sure you could do something useful with this. And it, it's a 8 mana 12 12. Like, how bad can that be? Actually, probably pretty bad if you just do Blade it. But <laughs> I <laughs> it's, was. It, it's decent. And it's, it's an ETB, it's not a cast. So you can, like, definitely abuse it doing all these. Like, if you. Like, imagine Galta Blink or something. I don't, I don't know what you're doing, but, like, you could Blink to dodge and we will bring another buddy. Um, the oh, important God, thing yeah. is you can bring a Haste Enabler with Galta. 
right? So you, yeah. you bring a haste card with Galta, and then you just one-shot someone out of nowhere. Uh, World yep. Spied Worm, Xenagos-type shenanigans, right? So Does that I think Galta is going to be pretty good. Is there a is there so one enabler? I'm trying to think uh, here. What is... What is a haste enabler? I think there there is, isn't there? Isn't there the three drop bushwhacker is. thing that ETBs and gives everything haste? One of the adventure cards, like I think. Oh there's, yeah, there's yeah. Got to be other ones too, but I know that one exists. It's the Boros one, the, the Boros or, adventure uncommon. Yeah, yeah. Uh and it would actually be then be thirteen power because it pumps everything else by one. Yeah, and you could but theoretically that's... dump a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah. I, I it's Naya be best. OTK would be <laughs> would be pretty fun. It's gonna be best cheated into play. I was actually surprised this was not a cast trigger. Like it has a pretty jaw dropping ability. The fact that like you can just put your whole hand into play and you can like flash this into play. You can natural order it into play. There's a lot of ways to like cheat a green creature into play. And if you have a handful of like big scary stuff, this card's gonna do like some spectacular things. I'm still not sure, like, I don't know how necessary it is. I'm still, like, on the fence whether it's, like, a win more card or, like, it's actually a competitive card. But there's certainly going to be games where you, like, cheat this into play and you're going to build just a ridiculous battlefield super early in the game, which is going to be super fun. It's it's a really cool design. And it seems like a commander all-star, too. Like, why would you not build around this? This is your mono green commander. Just ram into it, dump it, dump your hand. There's combos like Cloudstone Curio to keep looping it. Like, there's so many cool things you can do with this card. Because, but it's eight mana. You know, it's hard for green to get there. Oh, yeah. It's my poor green. It, it only gives three devotion. That's true. Yeah. That's that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hotly, Poet of Unity. Three mana, two, three. It's green, but it has a Boros activated ability. Uh, in the... Get to that in a second. When Huatli enters a battlefield, search your library for a basic land, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle three hybrid Boros, hybrid Boros. So five mana to activate. Exile Huatli, return her to the battlefield, transformed, activate only as a sorcery. The backside is surprise, a saga with four chapters. Uh, one, create two, three, three green dinosaur creature tokens. Two, roar of the fifth people gains creatures, you control, have tap, add a Naya colors, one of Naya colors. Uh, three, search library for a dinosaur reveal, put in your hand. Four, dinosaurs you control, gain double strike and trample until end of turn. I think this card is hot garbage. <laughs> really? Hot garbage? It's, I mean, so, I mean, it's not how, that bad. Wait, how bad no, is a three drop that grabs ETBs, grabs the land? You love spirited companions and pilgrim's eye and those effects don't you richard like isn't this like fine like the front side's fine it's not exciting but yeah, but, but then you're gonna get itself. baited into flipping it <laughs> yeah yeah that's <laughs> okay I, oh, if you do the only it, wrong though the only home for it is like maybe domain ramp, but like Topiary Stomper is just better, right? Like if it put the land into play, I think that'd be something else, right? I, the, I, I more so care about that than the the flip stuff. It's like cool, yeah. If you get to that, we'll worry about it then. 
I mean, it seems built for a dinosaur deck, so it might be that we just haven't seen the pieces. The backside really wants you to be dinosaurs. The yeah. It's going to be much less powerful. Like, I guess it works with itself because you get the two dinosaur tokens, but it's going to be at its best in a deck that's actually built around dinosaurs because dinosaurs are pretty big and trampoly. So I imagine, like, you tutor up your Galta and put it into play, dump all your dinosaurs, hit the last lore counter, just kill everyone with double strike and trample on your big dinosaurs. That said, there is a concern about actually flipping it. We haven't really seen any of these flip cards really take yeah. off, have we, Grim? Like, the ones that see player like Rona, and you're playing Rona to not to flip Combo. it, really. That's like your, your plan C or something when you just, like, have nothing else to do. We haven't really seen any of these be competitive, though, because it's so easy to get blown up by removal, especially with the only as a sorcery restriction. Yeah, like, that's why, like, I I think... Well, Shieldred's good, right? Like, the five-drop Shieldred... You see a little bit of that here and there, but why is that? That's because as soon as she hits the board, Shielder does something like pretty solid. Yeah. Um, for three mana, like I mean, I don't know, like what is it? The old Origins Nissa put a land into play, right? Or did it tutor a land? It, it tutored a forest tier. Tutor a land to yeah. hand. Okay, but that was easier to get to the Planeswalker side. Yeah. That because yes. like it, like so this getting it to the backside doesn't even like mean that you auto like win either that your opponent still has time so I don't, I don't know like that's why i just think that this card is not that good it's it's to call it hot garbage may be aggressive but it is aggressively medium like it just it doesn't eh, eh, meh like you, I, you, I, ha you had to sink eight mana into this card to start getting to the backside stuff so what, when you actually just think of it as eight mana it gets a lot less exciting Right, but if you somehow managed to get this going and it didn't blow up and you got the stuff, then yeah, like it's actually kind of decent, right? But it's just really expensive and a lot can go wrong, right? Because you know people can kill the Hotly on the way down, right, or whatever, right? So yeah, uh, Oger Axonal, Deepest Might, Red Card, Four Mana, Four Four, Legendary Creature God, Trample. If a red source you control would deal damage. Or deal amount of non-combat damage less than uh, Oger's power to an opponent, that source deals damage equal to Oger's power instead. When Oger dies, returns to the battlefield tapped and transformed under its owner's control. The backside is a land. Taps to add a red. Three mana, tap, transform it. Activate only the red source you control. Dealt four or more non-combat damage this turn and only as a sorcery. So essentially, it just rounds up your non-combat damage to its power, which is four by default. I think this card is very overrated for 60 card formats. I've had, it's a cool design. It's a cool design. And the idea of like, oh, I'm going to gut shot you for four a bunch of times. Like it can do cool things. I have just got burnt so many times by like <laughs> Solfum, by Urabrask. Every time a set comes out, there's this like bomby red mythic that's like, oh, that's going to be perfect for a burn deck. And I build it. And it's the worst card in my deck every time because it's four mana and then I play it and it just dies or I never even get to four mana. So I think there's like combos and stuff, but I, I actually think the idea of like, oh, this is going to like make burn a thing in standard or whatever. I'm very skeptical based on my experiences with these other similar red mythics. But I mean, if you've been burnt so many times, then isn't this card good in that deck? <laughs> like, I mean, like in all reality, it's, I, I do think this card is probably better than all all the cards you have mentioned. 
Sulfim, right? Like all of that. Like, like <laughs> I always forget about Urbrask. It um, does have protection, right? Because you get a land if it yeah. dies. So at least it does something when your opponent inevitably goes for the throated. Yeah, like it, it dying. Like because before it was just like yeah, you you would spend four mana, or even worse, you would spend four like five mana because you play Sulfim, and then you do all the things required, and then you get blown out with the ability on the stack, right? Uh, but like this card just is solid on its own, and when it flips over, it essentially ramps you whether or not maybe a burn deck needs that right away. I, we're not really sure, because then you're hitting, what, 5-6 mana range, and that means you're probably flooding. However, I do think this card is good. It is... it If there is a burn deck, this is in it. I like it with, like, Thermal Alchemist and so forth. That's kind of cute. Like, tap them to be yeah. for three and, like, sling some spells. So there, I'm sure there's ways to build around it. But what do you think, Richard? Y'all thinking too hard. Like, you don't need a burn deck. You just need a red aggressive deck. Like, yeah. maybe with the pump spells or equipment. Like, imagine you just stick your rabbit battery or some nonsense onto this to give it to five. Maybe you have a giant growth at seven. And now your, your gut shot now does seven damage. <laughs> Like, that's insane, right? And you don't need to sell out and just play all these, like, terrible, like, one-damage spells. Yeah. You just need to play a sane, normal deck. And if your, if your stop does four damage now, that's good, right? And I think the, the transform is a trap for 60-card formats, right? Because it transforms into a land. Your fifth land as a red aggressive deck is probably kind of useless, Nope. And then you got to deal four non-combat damage to get it back, right? And you probably aren't playing four damage spells if you're playing this, you know, this card because you, you want, like, more efficient uh, and smaller burn spells so that you actually use its ability, right? So the, the transform is a bit of a trap for 60 card, but can, can you just not imagine? Like, just think of, like, the all-in, like, double-striking, like, red decks, right? But now you don't double-strike, you burn. Not non-combat <laughs> damage. It is, you, yeah, yeah, you do gotta deal non-combat, but... Non-combat, yeah, For the transform, right? So that's, like, impossible, right? No, so, no, no, for the front side as well. Yeah, so you, you, you pump it, you deal, like, seven, and then you... Sure. What, what's a one-mana seven damage Play with fire. that you know of? I don't <laughs> well, know. okay, maybe not seven, <laughs> Right, like... like so I would actually play this with pump spells, and pump spells are a little sus, so maybe you play <laughs> with equipment. That's, like, less suspect, right? Like, that's less all-in, and you can, like... Remember, like, Embercleave meta? Like, stuff like that, right? Like, we just need yeah. some good equipment, and then this becomes exceptional, right? Like, one mana, six damage, one mana, seven damage, two mana, seven damage. It does I mean, interact really oh, well with Red Virtue, I think. Because Red Virtue is yeah. having a lot of mana, the enchantment side, because it's going to generate card advantage. So I think that's, like, a shell where having an extra land is pretty valuable in your mono red deck. Uh, okay, yeah. the Skull Spore Nexus. It's a green legendary artifact. Six green green, so eight mana. The spell costs X less, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Sounds like the Great Henge already. Uh, this is greatest <laughs> power, though, so not some. Uh, whenever one or more non-token creatures you control die, create a green fungus dinosaur creature token with base power and toughness, each equal to the total power of those creatures. Two and tap. Double target creature's power until end of turn. Ooh, Isn't this card so kind of busted? <laughs> so Timmy. It's, it like, protects So when board. a creature dies, you make a creature with base yeah. power and toughness equal to the power of that creature, and you get to double it? 
for fun. For fun. <laughs> I, this I is mean, like the most stompy deck like like tool I've ever seen in my life, right? <laughs> like this is the uh, Commander 60 whatever format it is. It's it, I I I like this if you're a like a fan of stompy decks. I also think that it it itself having that activated ability to double target creatures power is pretty fun. But it is definitely not the same power level of Great Henge, but you know well, what what I, is it's not drawing you cards. So yeah, it's yeah. it's not great henge good, but still like so the downside is we're in this like super exile wrath world right now with sunfalls and farewells, which is like kind of pretty good, bad for this card. But in normal straight world, up just like, ossification. Isn't this right? your like wrath protection kind of? Like you're playing a bunch of big green things, you slam this. If your opponent goes for the throat, you just get another creature with the same stats essentially. If your opponent wraths your board, you're gonna get a massive creature. I feel like it could definitely have a role in 60-card formats. Maybe but the this problem is the card that is, makes mono green good, finally. That's, I don't think this is what makes mono green good, finally. But, you know, like, I, I'm glad some... That this is the main problem right now. I don't know what mono green has to get, but mono green is has been garbage for a very long time. Right? Like it's true. And, and like, the only reason you see green in the standard is because we're ramping or because uh, black decided to splash it. <laughs> but this is another good up a beanstalk card, right? You get the cost reduction. Yeah. You got yep. up a beanstalk. Yeah. You, like, top Gary Stomper to start ramping. Get this down. Up a beanstalk. You drop build your own great henge. Yes. You're essentially, we're making, <laughs> we're trying is, to make Okay, okay. You guys like to draw extra cards. I what like if I just plopped? The power onto the battlefield with the ability to double again, right? Like, let's say you you had like just a six six dirtily dinosaur. Your opponent wants to kill it. You double its power to twelve. Uh, it comes back as a twelve twelve fungus, and then you you attack if they don't have a blocker. That's twenty four damage if you use Skullspore Nexus again. So this card is really scary unless Standard yeah. is moving into everything exiles. I think this makes the green deck and. We're getting dinosaurs. You know you're going to get good, efficient beaters in standard. I think, Krim, get ready to balls. I think green I, is back. I, I, green I, is coming. I like <laughs> this and card. Do you pair think it this with, card... Pair it with the new Carnage Tyrant? There's going to be a new Carnage Tyrant. Ooh, there right? already that, is that's one. That's going to be more uncounterable. <laughs> it's going to just make you discard your blue hand, your, your blue cards out of your hand as it hits the battlefield. <laughs> Can't be and then it's going to double its power. <laughs> We Ooh, need a can't, can't be exiled carnage. If it, if it exiles, it comes back as like double the amount. Yeah. <laughs> the new carnage tyrant what twice is uncounterable. <laughs> what about what about commander? Is this card just like a staple in green stompy decks? Because it works really well with your card draw, right? Anything that's drawing based on creatures like power, you can yes. use it to double the power, double the draw, sack the creature in a yes. menace fall or whatever, like get it back, like isn't this great in any deck like that that's using the green like power card draw spells? Yeah. This is this will be great in commander, right? This is just another another tool for mono green to have and uh Tomer's Galta deck will love this. <laughs> um like Yeah, Galta's like a one oh, shot, right? Double the power on Galta that's yeah. 24 commander damage, like whoo. Yeah, and this this costs two mana to cast. Uh, it's and then also what? wrath you protection, it? right? No. <laughs> you remove the Galta, so what? Now there's <laughs> Still a twelve power or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just recast it in the next time from the command zone. Yeah, the card seems really good in commander. 
Well, it, well, if, if Galta dies, you got to send it to the graveyard, right? If it goes back to the yeah. command zone, you don't get the fungus. Is that is oh. that how that works? Wait, with the rule it, change? Did they change? I, did they fix I that? I think it goes to the graveyard, yeah. and then you put it from the graveyard to the command oh, zone. Because so so uh, Alenda, yeah. or not Alenda, the, whatever the Orzov vampire was, the one where it, when it dies, you get X oh. uh, vampires, yeah. right? Yeah. They fix it because of that, I think. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, then this is disgusting. Yeah, this is like one of the best cards ever. Yeah, card's wild. I, I think it's going to be good in 60 card, though. Y'all meme on the Timmies. The no, Timmies are coming I, for you. We're done I'm, with mid-range. <laughs> going I'm on this card. <laughs> I am worried about all the exile-based wraths. Like, that's the one thing that makes me skeptical. But outside of that, like, I think this card's actually very strong in 60 card formats. At least standard. Too bad green yeah. is so bad, but, yeah. Green's going to be so good. Okay, we got two more. Do we have time? Really? Okay, we have two more before you we go really to Doctor Who. This puts green on the map? Okay, all right. Dude, look how disgusting that is. First, it's like quad power something. Crimson's just like, oh, I'm just going to void rend anyway. You have to use exile. Doesn't matter to <laughs> void rend. <laughs> I always got yeah. the void rend. <laughs> void I do. I do got the void rend. <laughs> I, I think it depends if we have a three mana five five or like something big. We do. Yeah. Well, we have a three mana four four, right? That's so good. That's, I mean, it has to be a little bigger than that. But if we have like a Ronus, a Lovestruck Beast, like one of those things, then get this the thing becomes down, yeah. really good. Which I'm pretty sure we will have because it's a dinosaur set. Uh, mean, okay. Thronebreaker of Silence? Five Eager Pillager. Three mana red spell. Three, three. Legendary creature, goblin, pirate. First strike, when a pirate you control attacks, choose one that hasn't been chosen this turn. Create a treasure. Target creature can't block. Exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. Great in pirates. We'll see. So you attack like, with three yeah, pirates. Yeah. You get all of them, right? You get all of them every turn. A tre- I mean, it's like build a build a Ragavan almost. If you can attack with enough uh, enough pirates, and it makes something unblockable. I mean, the card's got to be pretty good, right? The, is this good enough on its own? Obviously, if you're a pirate deck and you're triggering all the modes every time. I don't know, like, Godric is so strong in my, the three-drop slot in Standard. I feel like, even though this offers a lot of value, is it better than Godric? Like, maybe you play a copy or two? I think it's a really good card, but I, I don't know. How good is it if you're not a pirate deck? It, it, I mean, if you're not a pirate deck, I don't know if I'm playing it, right? But it will, I guess we'll we'll see. I, that this has potential, depending on what comes out in the set, to yeah. be, like, decent, right? It's just... At three in red, like, it, there is no red mid-range deck right now, right? Like, there's... If this had haste, I think I'd like it more. But as of right now, it's just okay. So I I, I don't know... Because I know Mono Red won't need this, because you already have Godric, as you had mentioned. We I don't mean, really have Pirates in Standard yet. It's, it's going to have to depend strike. on the new set. So it has to be Pirates? What if you just played it by itself? That's what I'm wondering. Do you think it's... Like, is it enough value if you're getting one of these triggers each turn? That's so, like, the... it's it's a first striker, so it could attack for free, possibly. And it's not Raghavan in, in the sense that you get the card off your library, which is more valuable than getting your opponent's yep. library, right? So you can it's just true. attack, draw a card every turn, kind of, maybe? Threaten the first strike? I, I don't know. Grixis, because Xander's Lounge is in standard, and then you get to Siphon Insight. You get to, <laughs> yeah, 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 we're I mean, cooking. 
We're maybe cooking? Maybe a creature not block is pretty powerful, too, in red aggro. Maybe, actually, maybe it's just good enough as a red aggro card. Basically, you gotta beat Godric and Squee. Those are, like, kind of the two most played three drops in mono red. But, like, we have so many legends these days. Maybe the right way to build your deck is play, like, two of each of the legends, so you're not legend ruling yourself, rather than three or four of Godric, so... You don't want to get the ended, right? You gotta... You gotta yeah, you yeah, gotta play around, gotta play around the end. I mean... Definitely an amazing pirate card, though. I would play this in every pirate commander deck for the rest of time. Like, if you're getting all three of those triggers, whoo, whoo. All right. Last Ixalan card, Kellen, Daring Traveler. It's an adventure. Uh, the adventure thing is a green card, okay? A single green man, a sorcery adventure. Create X map tokens, where X is one plus the number of opponents <laughs> who control an artifact. We don't know what a map is. And then the other side is a two mana two three. When Kalen attacks, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card with mana value three or less, put it into your hand. Otherwise, you may put it uh, into your graveyard. Human fairy scout, by the way. Oko's son, I is? think, in lore. <laughs> uh, is it really? Yeah, I think this is Oko's it son. It is Oko's Do we all, do we all kill Kalen for his father's <laughs> yeah. sins? <Yeah. laughs> like, oh my god, you're the son of Oko. <laughs> <laughs> your father you is Celestia? who? <laughs> what would what would a map token be? That's the real question. I think that like more or less you. is what determines how good this card is. It's gonna be a scry, isn't it? It feels you like a fancy scry, scry. like because it's gonna be a fancier scry. Is my is my guess? Isn't that literally map. explore? Ooh, uh, what if it's what if it's literally just explore, like explore one or whatever? That could sack it to explore. <sighs> that would work. I think, oh, that'd be so... Okay, you think it's, it's a like token? a clue then? So it's like two mana to sack Oh, it's to gotta be... It's gotta it's be a like token. a clue or a blood or like... It's gotta be one of those yeah. artifact tokens. The question is but like... two mana or one one mana explore? Can't be one mana explore. explore. One mana explore is probably fine, right? Yeah. Maybe two mana explore if you want to be safe. Explore would fit the like adventuring map theme of the card. Yeah. Wait, but this doesn't help you, right? I, I think you gotta be able to leave on top because of the the other ability. I think because so, you, you okay. want to keep a creature on top so you can draw it, but explore either puts a land explore, in your hand. Explore or does it. it, yeah. The creature. So if it's a land, it goes to your hand. Otherwise, you can mill it or leave it on top. Oh, you can so leave think, it on top. For yeah, explore. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you could like okay, explore yeah, to find explore. a creature. It's gotta be it's page one or two explore. to explore. Yeah, it's gotta right. be. Bets will... on how much mana it costs to explore, though. One. Two zero. I, I think well, one might be aggressive, so I think they probably put it at two. Yeah, I, th um, I bet they go two. Although it could be okay at one. It can't be zero. That would probably be busted. Yeah, two uh, two kind of sucks though. One might be suspiciously too good. <laughs> yeah, like that's the problem. One feels like it's too good. Uh, but then again, blood tokens do it for one, right? So isn't this card like good? Yeah, so, I think the creature like, half and the two, two mana two three. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Good stats. It generates card advantage potentially. It fills your graveyard potentially, and whatever maps do. Like, it seems like this card is designed to be a constructed card. Honestly, four color reanimator. Just saying. <laughs> does this mean Oko is going to be in the set? What does this mean? Does this mean those maps don't matter because they're elk? Uh... <laughs> 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 I I will say I like that they're tying this into the last set. That's something we've really been missing. We've talked a lot about the end of blocks, like sets not really synergizing. 
I like that we're seeing this adventure card show up in Ixalan and a character show up in Ixalan. So maybe we're starting to see wizards like doing more of that, like kind of tying the sets together more. But uh, that's that's Ixalan. But we should probably talk a little bit about Doctor Who before we run out of time. And I got to ask you guys before we get in the cards. We watched Doctor Who, Richard. What did you think? We watched two episodes when we were in Vegas as a crew. We watched Blink, and then we watched one with the really goofy doctor. I don't know the name of it. <laughs> Matt Smith <laughs> the <disrespect>. is awesome. <laughs> Matt what was the episode Smith we watched? Awesome. The yeah, what so, was the second episode? This sums it up. We all remember the name and everything of the first one, which is yep. Blink. <laughs> the mm. fact that y'all remember the titles of every like 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 episode, that's that's nuts to me if you watch Doctor well, we had to look it up. I, I watched, we well, yeah, yeah. But and like they said for someone a million times, like don't blink, yeah. don't blink, don't blink. So it kind of yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean like, I I I don't remember the names of any of the episodes. But yeah, the the episode you're talking about is the start of Matt Smith's run. So the, the uh, one with uh, was it Sarah? No, Amy Pond. That's when you first oh, meet oh, Amy, Amy Pond. Pond. Amy, yeah, 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 yeah. Amy, Amy. Yeah. Yes, yes. He was throwing food yeah, okay. all over because he didn't like it anymore. So he kept throwing food away. I remember yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Here's my conclusion. Blink was amazing. I was like, oh my god, I can still get into Doctor Who. Then I watched the next episode, which was... Which Doctor was it, Krim? The introduction of the... Matt Smith's run, so that would be... Matt the Smith's thir- run. I think that yeah. was the 13th Doctor. I can't remember by numbers anymore. That, that one was okay. It, it suddenly became more No, normal, that, it was but- the... Well, the 11th Doctor. It was, it's called the The 11th 11th Hour, the episode, if people actually care. Yeah, okay, the 11th Hour. Yes. Which is the 11th Hour. So that one was just okay, but Blink was amazing. I would watch Blink over and over again. It was actually really good. That's kind of where I landed, too. I like the 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 Doctor Who Asterix fan now. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta see the other Doctors. There's lots of them, right? Maybe we like other Doctors better. Realistically, you only need a while. I love the 10th doctor so much that i i think that's the only which is the one within blink um but yeah i also love the 11th doctor but you're seeing doctor who has a a, a lot of range and yes i know that the horror the, the the spooky side of it was cool and the darker side of it but then there's the zany the wild the silly that i also love which is a lot of what matt smith does well Oh, I, I will say though, Blink was very confusing until Tomer spoiled it for us by telling us like what was generally happening and like where the plot was going, and then it suddenly made a lot more sense. It was like much easier to follow, but it, it's kind of like this mystery and it's like really hard to follow <laughs> at the beginning if you don't know what exactly is going on. But yeah, and I and I think part of it too is we were just coming in very in the dark, so we didn't even really know like oh he's a time traveler, like some of the very basic stuff that you would probably know if you were a Doctor Who fan. So I think that also made it a little more confusing until he explained it. But once he explained it, that was such a good episode. Okay, uh, let's hit up some Doctor Who cards. Uh, thank goodness there's some cards from Blink <laughs> so that we could know what <laughs> we we're know talking what we're about. <laughs> I know this. Uh, we're gonna start with the card named Blink. Uh, it's a Demir Saga, so four mana, one and two, choose target creature, its owner shuffles it into uh, their library, then investigates. Oh, wait, I read that wrong. One and three is that. And then two and four, create a 2-2 black... Oh, oh no, spoilers. Can we even say this? Okay, <laughs> create a 2-2 black alien angel artifact... Creature token with first strike, vigilance, and whenever an opponent casts a spell, this permanent isn't a creature until end of turn. 
I feel they just kind of spoiled the whole thing there. Are they, are they allowed yeah, to Yeah, you, you don't even get to watch the episode anymore. That, that's it. That, those two paragraphs uh, just describe it all. Um, is what do we for, think of this? What do we even I do mean, with this? So the, you get double removal, which is cool. And shuffling in gets rid of indestructible. I don't know if those alien angels are very good, though. It seems very easy for them to turn off, right? Like, if your opponent doesn't want you to block or whatever, they just, like, cast a spell and they don't do anything. So, uh, I like the removal. Not sure about the tokens. I think the tokens. But I don't know. I, I like I liked all, like all, all of it. It just seems fun. But I don't know how good it is as a card. I, I just like it. <laughs> like, it, 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 the fact that it has, like... You know, David Tennant on it, the artwork. I'm a fanboy. You see, like, like yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm just like, I, I don't. This card doesn't have to be good for me to play. <laughs> are, Why are those, is it like photos or are those like renderings? I can't see. Let me zoom in. Oh, no, I, those are drawings of the characters. They're drawings okay. of yeah. the characters, but they're they're, they're yeah. actually drawings of the actual like actors and actresses, though. What do you think about how this is structured? Like the one, three, two, four. Isn't that like super confusing and a lot of yes. people are going to play it wrong? Like, yes. why, Wizards? Why? That's like, oh, what a horrible design choice. I get that they're trying because to fit they, all the they, text they there. You it's to, a problem, but geez. They wanted you to make angels not all at once, right? They wanted yeah. you to be like, oh, blink, angel, blink, angel, right? But yeah, it's confusing. Uh, people will definitely play them out of order. I probably um, will play them out of order, yeah. Okay, Crisis of Conscience. This looked like Farewell to me, <laughs> but it's not. Because it's a six-mana sorcery. Choose one. It's mono-white. Destroy all tokens. Destroy all non-land, non-token permanents. Definitely yeah. not Farewell, but I like it's this card. I like that they're, I mean, it's for a token deck, right? In a token deck, I think this would be part of my Wrath Suite. I like that one of the upsides of Wizards designing cards for Commander is we keep getting these thematic Wraths that are bad, unless you're in a specific archetype. And I think more archetypes having stuff like Crisis of Conscious over Farewell is like a positive for the format. So I play it in tokens. Otherwise, there's just way better options. <laughs> when I first... When I when I when I read this card, I I thought it said destroy all lands, <laughs> and not token permits. I was like, oh, this is hot. <laughs> They're coming in hot with this one. <sighs> okay. Uh, do you remember the mechanic fuse? So fuse yeah. is a split card where you can cast uh, either half, and then you can combine the mana value and get both halves. Or not the mana value, but the mana cost and get both halves. So we have uh, Gallifrey Falls, four red red. Uh, it deals four damage to each creature. If a creature dealt damage this way would die. Uh, this turn, exile it instead. And then no more, two in a white. Any number of target creatures you control, phase out. What do you think, Richard? You're the, you're the white creature player. Like, is this card good? So good. This is the fairies pro light. <laughs> Just three mana phase out your team is very good. And you can you can get a wrath attached to it if you're, you know, well, you have to be Boros, right? But you can get a wrath attached to it. You can do it all together. You can try to get the table here. So I think this card is very good. We now they printed a lot of good phasing out cards though, right? So now you gotta kind of like tier list them and 
figure out like what actually fits your deck. But this is very playable, and this is a contender when you're building a deck. Uh, Color identity is the big, the big yeah. challenge, right? Just because you can't play it in mono white, just cut it the in red, half. Is the red mode? <laughs> is the red mode good? Like I feel like it is very rarely going to be cast as a red card, and it's mostly going to be a white card. The option is there. I think yeah. When you the, need yeah. a sweeper. You have a sweeper. It's nine well, mana. Sort of. <laughs> No, no, it only six damage. Four damage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you, you, unless you sweep, you want to sweep yourself, which feels kind of bad, right? Yeah, but that'd be a normal sweeper, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but after that, for six mana, then wouldn't I just want to like, well, farewell or <laughs> austere command? Even you get the you get the upside though of phasing out. I like it. I think it's a good card. Yeah. It's just a little I, limited because you got to be Boros and can't play their mono way. But and then you have to be playing Boros, which is unfortunate. That's the that's Wait, the drawback. Have have we talked about the goodest boy? K9 Mark. K9 Mark. Okay. One. It's a blue. It's a single blue. It's a 1 1. Legendary Uh artifact creature, robot dog. There it is. Negative. As long as K9 is untapped, other legendary creatures you control have Ward 1. Affirmative. One and a blue tap. Target legendary creature can't be blocked this turn. And it's a doctor's companion. Yeah. I thought it's we were going somewhere with the goodest boy here, but the goodest yeah. boy barely does anything. What? Excuse you? <laughs> I mean, hold on. It, hold on. <laughs> it adds a color to your deck. I think that's its main power, right? Like, you get an extra color. Yo, yo, you ever get destroyed by a legendary because it can't be blocked? Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> this card is... Okay, it's a dog. That's the only reason why I like it. It's really cute. It's it's cute. It's Could like, you play I, this? In the 99, like, is there any, like, what about, like, a Galta? Obviously not Galta, literally, because of color identity. But, like, could you play this in a Voltron deck just to, like, kind of protect your commander and try to make it unblockable? Is that a is that a thing? Or is this purely a, like, partner card with Doctor's Companion? I mean, like, you could, right? Jeskai Voltron could exist or maybe maybe something like that. But, like, I mean, this, it does this... exist, but it wouldn't run this card. <laughs> <laughs> I think Seth nailed it. This this exists to add blue to your doctor's deck, <laughs> right? Like, but it's so cute. It is cute. It is cute. Yes, I I agree. Okay, here here is okay. Is this is this even worth a saga? Is my question to you. Day of the Moon, three in a red, one, two, and three are all the same. Choose a creature card name, then goad all creatures with the name chosen for Day of the Moon. That's it. Apparently, what? some aliens came down and mind controlled people. That's what, what the do those words even mean. All creatures so, with a name chosen for Day of the Moon. So okay. you can choose a different creature name every chapter. Mm. So you can be like Galta, mm. K9 Mark One, whatever. Okay, right? okay. And I then they're like, all, and then they they all get goaded every turn, right? So the question is, would I play this in my Furk Rag deck? That's whenever it comes to a go card, I'm like, would I play it in a dedicated go deck? I probably would. Like, I think it's it's probably good enough, right? You get to na- goad the best thing on the battlefield, and then the next turn, the next best thing, and you're gonna get like protection for three turn cycles from the best thing. That seems fine. I don't know if it needs to be a saga. Maybe there's a more uh, another way you could print a similar card, but like. I, I like it for a goad deck. It seems good enough. Uh, no? Not good enough? I mean, 
it's it's three mana, right? So then you yeah. you sit on it, it over over three turns. You kind of just sit. It's, it's there. You pick one creature. It just goads one thing. So, Assuming, so you go to creature basically yeah. for three turns, another creature for two turns, and then another, one another for creature one. for one turn, essentially. And if it, your this is like a very <clears throat> complicated thing. Got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think like it, it's a fun and flavorful card, right? It's a fun, like you know, cool card to see. But like, is it actually good enough in a goad deck? There's so many goad spells that are are more efficient, and this only goads one thing every turn. But is there anything that goads for three turns, or perpetually? Oh God, not forever. Typic- <laughs> not typically. No. Like, isn't Most- it like okay if your opponents? Are playing like one Voltron Commander, one Galta, or something like this is like kind of I win the game, or at least for well, several huh. turns. Like I go Galta for three turns in a row. Good luck. I go Slicer for three turns in a row. Like good luck, and, right? Like, and I think it's worth mentioning. Like I'm just looking on Scryfall. There's still only in all of Magic 53 cards with the text Goat on them. So like there's not that many goad cards still. So for me, this is a card that like, will it always be in my Furcrag deck? Probably not. But for the short term, just because there's still just like not that much goad support is relatively new mechanic. I think it's good enough for the short term for sure. If your deck is actually like taking advantage of goading, would I play it for value as removal? No. But if I'm like uh, drawing cards when a goaded creature deals damage or whatever with Furcrag, then I think it it would be worth it for my deck. That's but that's the thing like like yeah like not not every goad deck's gonna play this that's because and even though there's only fifty three goad cards like you don't need to play all fifty three goad cards to be a, a goad deck you can still be <laughs> those like, are the rules Grim. yeah you gotta put them all, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> put them all. <laughs> then never mind uh, okay I, don't, I, don't I have a question that, for that you guys well, is this this card. Is this the new One Ring? Okay, it's an artifact. It's oh. three mana. River Song's Diary. Imprint. Whenever a player <laughs> casts an instant or sorcery spell from their hand, exile it instead of putting it into a graveyard. At the beginning of your upkeep, if there are four more cards exiled with River Song's Diary, uh, choose one of them at random. You may cast it without paying its mana cost. This card is hot garbage. <laughs> Uh, is I it? love this card. It's I don't fun. know if it's good, but boy, yeah, does it seem, yeah. I mean, I love my chaos wands, and like, I just, I love those effects. I think they're super fun in a game of commander. Is this card actually good? Probably not. Like, it's three mana. You need four spells cast before it does anything, and you have to make it to your upkeep, and the spell gets random, so you're probably getting, like, a ponder or something. Once it gets going, though, it's, like, free value every turn, right? Like, it is, like, gonna add up pretty quickly. So I think it's, like, super fun, but do you it's think it's funny. It's funny graveyard hate against a spell slinger deck. It does, yeah. No one's, it, no passing claims graveyard. against me. So if it was non-creature spell, I guess it'd be oh. because you'd, you'd be exiling enchantments and stuff, right? So how many instant yeah. sorceries actually get cast? But if, if I just go by, like, how many cards I draw from Esper Sentinel, like, a lot of cards happen in, like, one turn cycle. No, This they thing don't. is on if you just flip one turn cycle. But this is only instance of sorceries. And yep. this stops... I think in reality, this just gets you killed for no reason, right? Because if you're if you're <laughs> yeah. sitting there with like some eight mana instant or sorcery, you're not going to cast it into this because Unless you're you afraid win. your opponent will flip it 
off the 25% chance or whatever. So they're going to be like, I'm just going to kill you instead and then cast my spells. Uh, but like, this is hilarious. Although, this is also suck because <laughs> if people play counter spells or something, they get exiled yeah. under this. And then during your turn, you get a counter spell. You're like, thanks. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know. I mean, I, I'm curious is this actually passable or no. is this what's that terrible card you try to sell me on Seth the the one where you have to roll like a d20 or something to like anime oh. graveyard oh the, no the deck of many uh, things yeah the the deck of many things or the book yeah. of many oh. things yeah oh baby yeah that card I love that card but I mean that card's actually good. That actually <laughs> draws you cards. It gets it recursing from your graveyard. This card, I'm very convinced, is not good. But I'm also very convinced it's fun, which means I'll probably throw in some decks. Is it but playable, I, though? Or is it terrible? No. I think, no, I think terrible. for all the reasons you mentioned, like, doesn't do anything right away. A lot of the instants people play are, like, counter spells that you aren't going to get any value out of. And it's going to scare people more than it should if someone actually gets uh, cast something big and gets it under there. So I think it's probably not like and it doesn't like what deck would you play it in? There's no building around it or anything, right? It's just, it's just like value. you just throw, throw it out it in there. there and hope for the best. <laughs> yes. But it's not yeah. even value. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, you're just going to keep hitting the painful truce every time. Just like, yeah, yeah. Wand, like uh, the, <laughs> the cards that don't do anything. So chaos I mean, wand is better for fun, I think. But I don't think it's actually I wish strong. you could pay it. You could play the card until your next upkeep. So if you get a counter spell, then it just like sits there. and You can use it whenever you feel like it. I felt. I feel that's like that a would. good quality of life improvement for this card. That would be sweet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, those are most of the Doctor Who cards. We actually got a ton of Doctor Who cards already from the previous uh, the previous weeks. And then Doctor Who's coming out in full force preview season this week. So be sure to check back on MTG previews for all the new Doctor Who cards. And uh, Tomer is going to be doing daily spoiler videos on the MTG Goldfish Commander YouTube channel uh, starting today, I think. So if you want to see a full Commander breakdown all week, all the not, uh, new Doctor Who decks, make sure to check that out as well. So I think that brings us to the end of episode 453 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. No fish mail this week. Richard, uh, where should people send in their fish mail questions for next week? All right, send them on Twitter to at MTGGoldfish with the hashtag MTGFishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. So that brings us to the end of episode 453. Thanks to everyone for watching. Thanks to Richard and Krim for hanging out. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about Doctor Who and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So until then, have an amazing week, everyone. And this is a crew signing out. Bye.